Uh, Kevin, you're a little quiet compared to everybody else. Am I? That's what uh, I so. said. He was blaming it on his cold earlier, but... Yeah, I think you guys cold. are mis misinterpreting my low <laughs> register for being quiet. Are you still testing negative? I am, but I'm also negative. testing positive on drinking this. And why not? If it's short. <laughs> really bad. Bad? Yeah, it's not good. It tastes like a Band-Aid. Oh. Yeah. How do you know? like a Band-Aid? How do you know? Well, I'm sick. You really want to drink it? It's alcohol. You're giving that to Kit? Yeah. Don't give that to your daughter. What are you doing? <laughs> did you gross, confirm right? your audio settings are up? Yeah, it's pretty gross. Julie did not. It did not go down well. That's the Selkie? <laughs> yeah. You're drinking something that tastes like a Band-Aid? Is that what I remember you saying? That is correct. Hmm. Okay. Cheap whiskey. How about now? Oh, oh yeah. That's a lot louder. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. It was way down. There we go. That's better. You brushed Dave off when he suggested you were too low, and then it's just my cold. Well, I didn't want to push him around or anything, you know, Steve. That's it's your podcast. It's for you to push people. I, I would, I would welcome you to push Kevin. This is so cute. <laughs> every week, Mary. Every freaking week. We need to do in person, just so I can drop this whiskey off at Steve's house and never. Ever <laughs> now, am I Ian tonight, or is Mary Ian tonight? Mary is the storyteller, and we're all the panelists. You're all Ian. We're all Ian. We're all Ian. We're all in. <laughs> hey, this is Steve with the Punch Up Podcast. With me on this episode are Jesse Preisendorfer. Hey, Steve. Dave Jadico. Hey, Steve. Kevin Reagan. Hello, Steve. And our storyteller is Mary Carpenter. Mary, it's good to see you. Good to see you guys. So happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. So my youngest son, Michael, goes by Mikey, spells it weird. He's graduating from college in a week. So oh, I thought I would honor that by uh, talking about uh, when he was born, because that was fun. Wow. Very cool. Can I ask, uh, what, what do you mean? What, what, what is a weird spelling of Mikey? Well, he, in high school, because he's just his own guy, thought like, oh, well, why, why do things normally? So he spells it capital M-Y. Capital K E Y. Mikey. Like Mikey. Mikey. Got it. Got it. Okay. Goodness gracious. His nickname, however, which has caught on at college, but he originally acquired when he was in Little League being coached by my husband. His nickname is Soup. And I'm going to explain this real quick. It's not pertinent to the story, but you can cut it later. It's a good nickname. Yeah. Uh, so Jim coached him when he was in baseball in Little League. And, and Jim was a great coach and he really loved it. And one of the first meetings they had or one of the first practices they had, he said, okay, so we've got to learn a couple of things. We've got to learn how to spit. So we're going to chew gum and spit. <laughs> and we also, uh, we all need to get everybody a nickname. So they were going around giving people nicknames. For those of you in the podcast who don't know, and that would be everybody. My son, Michael has extraordinary red curly hair yeah and um so the kid who was standing next to michael looked at him and said and this was they probably were in elementary school at this age so probably eight or nine looked at michael and said your nickname should be soup because your hair looks like chicken noodle soup <laughs> okay oh wow yeah the logic of children. Ugh. So his nickname was Soup and uh, it just lasted for Little League. And then when he went to college, he decided to tell people his nickname was Soup. 
and he now walks around college with campus and his he he's not cut his beautiful red hair for four years. He still hasn't cut it? He hasn't cut it. It's I saw him like two years ago or two and a half years ago and it was huge. Yeah. Oh, it's it's just a massive, massive mess. But he'll walk across campus and people will yell out, soup. <laughs> what a great nickname. Yeah. When he graduates, that's what they'll call out. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about when he was born. So that was about 22 years ago and some change. So he was my second. So you had to arrange for somebody to come watch the first one. So Jimmy, who's the oldest, he was about two years and some change old and, and we needed somebody to come watch him. So my mom was going to come watch him. Both Jim's mother and my mother live nearby, which is very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to get somebody close by. It is. Yeah. And my mom's great. And like, she's, she's excellent. Like an after, after you've had the kids, she'll come and she'll cook for you for two weeks and clean all your laundry and stuff, but she'll let you take care of the baby. She was always great in those situations. So we thought, great, we'll have her come watch Jimmy. Now, Michael was due January 19th, 2000. And he was late. He was about, he kept getting later and later with my first kid, despite all of the things that we did in the hospital to try and, and deliver him regularly or vaginally, as they say, excuse the word, the term, please God, <laughs> he doesn't like science. Ease. What are the things you do? Like jog up and down steps or you know, drink certain yeah, things? I did a lot of that. I did a lot of that. No, it was literally like you know, he wasn't, he was super late. So they decided to induce. So they give you this shot of something and then, then they send you home. Tequila. A couple hours later, you start having some pretty severe contractions. I see. So we came back to the hospital and we tried everything and it was pretty severe, pretty early on. So I got it an epidural. Then it got to the point where we were pushing and that wasn't working. And they're like, great, let's try forceps. <laughs> that was, that was some fun. That didn't oh. work. And then they tried something called, uh, vacuum extraction what oh my god they put a little suction cup on the baby's head and that was that was some pretty intense pain that didn't work then his heart rate was going down so they were like we're gonna we're gonna do a c-section so i had a c-section with my first baby got it now even if you've had a c-section with your first you can still give a steve's favorite word normal type of birth Go, go ahead and say it if you can't say it you can't do it great a vaginal birth for your second one. So that's what we were planning on. All was good. Except my doctor said, the longer you go past your due date, the more dangerous that is. Because the baby's getting bigger, right? Exactly. All the time. Like incrementally getting bigger. Well, the doctor's like, I just bought this new vacuum and I'm really yeah. going to try it out. <laughs> try that. It's a Dyson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, that'd be a shame to let it just sit there. It would. It would. Because, you know, there's... There's no bags involved anyway. So um, he was very comfortable, Michael. He had no intention of coming out early or on time. So it got to be like a week late. Wow. He, the doctor said, we're going to have to schedule a C-section. I was like, okay, you know, whatever is safest for the baby. That's fine. Yeah. And so we arranged for my mom to come stay with Jimmy. And we were supposed to like arrive on the 26th. We were supposed to arrive at like, I don't know, like six in the morning or something. Well, of course we were monitoring the weather cause it was January. Yeah. And uh, they were predicting some pretty severe snow. Okay. Mm. My mother hates driving in the snow. Like everybody hates driving in the snow. Nobody enjoys that. And uh, so we decided to make some other arrangements. We decided to have 
Jim's mom come and stay with, with Jimmy. And that was all going to be good. Except then I had to tell my mom, who is kind of weird about stuff like that. Now, now, were you planning on having her stay the night before so there's no driving? Yes. She okay. was come stay the night before, and then we would take off, and Jimmy would wake up, and there was somebody there. All good. But my mom is weird about, like, sharing ownership with, mm, yeah. with uh, yeah. uh, Maz. She's a grandma. It's also so, an yeah. important job, you know, looking after the other child while you're giving birth that's 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 like right at the top of like yeah that's like helping you move or something you know it's right up there like helping you move that's a lot (laughs) yeah it's it's exactly like that yeah yeah the the baby's baby's moving it's it's the best thing that a guy can do anyway (laughs) that's what i'm saying like i'm trying to equate it to like if somebody were to ask me for a big favor that's a big favor airport pickup is what it was (laughs) yeah Yeah, nowadays with uber that's not a big deal airport pickup yeah. Plus, she had the gig. She had the yeah. gig. The weather got in the way. In the weather. Let's add to that the fun of um, my mom has a real aversion to C sections. She's convinced that all doctors just cavalierly do C sections at their own convenience. Yeah. Just slice them open. Now, this is also the woman who gave birth to six children. Uh, most of them while under anesthesia, but still, she gave regular birth to six kids. She was no tired. vacuums involved. No vacuums. They just she woke up and they were there. <laughs> so yeah, she's a real aversion to this. So I think she was hoping, like, she didn't want me to have another C-section. Yeah. So I had to call her and say, "Listen, I know you hate driving in the snow. So Hannah, Jim's mom, is going to come and and watch the kids, and and uh, uh, so you don't you don't have to drive in the snow." But before I could even get that out, she was like, oh, so, you know, the weather, what's about that? I said, well, I talked to the doctor and, and she said, oh, so they, they canceled the C-section. <laughs> I said, no, no, they, they, they didn't. We're still, we're still going in for that. And this is what she said. God love her. She's got many wonderful virtues, but this is what she said to me the day before I was about to go in and have a baby cut out of my body. She said, well. I sure hope there's somebody there to take care of you. <laughs> oh, right? Maybe at the hospital? Right. <laughs> like the snow right. was so bad, nobody at the hospital would show up. Because <laughs> uh, of the snow, yeah. yeah. And, you know, so right. you're going to do your C-section by yourself. Yeah, no, this is like Carl in the gift shop, uh, you know, with the coffee. <laughs> like, he'll be there. Yeah, he'll be there. Yeah. No, the doctor will cut the baby out. You just have to close yourself. Yeah. Right. That's fine. I mean, at this point, you just have to apply pressure until the snow thaws. Right. Yeah. So, and we've got the snow, so we can pack it with ice. So that's. Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, So, yeah. So that's what I was going in with. So, anyway, finish that conversation. And Jim's mom shows up. We leave the house around 5 15. It is snowing. The The roads are incredibly icy. And we get in there probably about. I don't know. I guess we were scheduled to be there at six. We get in there. They take me into sort of the prep room and they're going to give me an epidural. And I'm like, okay. And I'd had one before. And I don't even remember that. I don't remember the sensation of that or anything, but they, they give me the epidural. I guess that means they did it right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You're not supposed to kind of feel or remember. Right. Yeah. Right. And I'd had one with Jimmy. Is Jim's uh, uh, baseball coach kicking in here? Or is he giving nicknames and... Jim's in, in, in Cancun. He's like, been, he's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's out of town. You he was at a comedy sports board meeting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that tracks. Yep. 
no, he was great. Jim is great in those situations. Yeah. He's, he's always, he's really good in the crisis. So he was there and he was, you know, being really supportive and great and, and thankful. Both times I had kids, he said like, whatever you want to do vacation wise this summer, you can do. I'm like, oh, <laughs> great. So they roll me into the livery room where, you know, you, for those of you who haven't had a C-section, have any of you had one? Show hands, show hands. No, okay. <laughs> No, no. One. I, w- I woke up one night in college and my kidney was gone. Does that count? Very, very <laughs> yeah, actually yeah. real similar. All right. You woke up and your kidney was gone? Well, I think a kidney's gone. I don't know. I have a weird scar and I, you know. They may have added one. You never know. You got to get that checked <laughs> out. Uh, I was at a concert recently and I sat in the C-section. So I don't know. <laughs> very similar. Yeah. Very similar. Right. Anyway, you go in, you're supposed to lie flat. Your arms are out, sort of like Broadway finale style. Really? <laughs> wonder why. Why do you have to have your arms out? Well, they kind of strap you down so that I, I, I guess if there's any sort of writhing, you can't. Yeah, but I wonder why they're not down at your sides. It stretches your abdomen. They have to get to your abdomen. So it stretches your muscles. Okay. I would think it'd make it hard to maneuver around the body. You got that extra peninsula on each side to avoid. But the muscles are flat. Yeah, because the doctor is making lots of rotations. They actually, the doctor comes up to the head before they go down to the abdomen. No, I don't actually know why. I'm a big rule follower, so I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. And then they, they put this little sort of tent of fabric between mm. your wall, between you and your abdomen. For the first C-section, Jim was on the other side watching them do it. Oh, he was behind the puppet curtain. They, yeah, they eventually had to say to him, you're actually supposed to be on the other side. <laughs> Did he want to see it? Like, was that why he was there? That's why I asked him. I said, honey, why would you? I mean, I love you, but I don't think I could watch somebody cut you open. Like, what What were you, yeah, why were you doing that? And this is this was his response. He said, I wanted to make sure they were doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 You've been reading up. Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah, you'd be like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> a lot of that sound going on. Jim just flashes badge. They just let him around the. Pretty much, like you, you screw up. This is I, yeah. I, I have power. You can be locked up. So anyway, before they set me up for this second one, before I'm lying flat there, I'm lying flat down, but I don't have my arms out. They do this thing to make sure you're numb. They do a pinprick, so they're going all over my abdomen to make sure that I'm numb. Okay. And on the left side, I'm, I'm really numb. They get to the right side and I'm like, oh, I can, I can actually feel that. And they were like, oh, you, and they kept doing it. I was like, yeah, I feel, I feel that pretty, pretty strongly. And they're like, oh, okay. All right. And you know, they're in their calm voice and um, they said, well, you know, we're just going to bump up the epidural a little bit. Yeah. Nice. Now we're talking. All right. And I was like, great, whatever. It didn't work the first time, so let's make it stronger. It's like somebody doesn't understand me. I'm just going to say it louder. So they do that, and uh, we wait for a little bit, and then they come back and do the pin pricks again. And I'm like, um, it's a, maybe a, a touch number, but I can still feel it. Yeah. Huh. So the epidural has completely taken on one side, but not the other. And they were like, oh, okay. You would say you felt all right. Uh, see, see, what wow. see what's happening there okay funny episode oh yeah. yes. well done well done uh so then what they decided to do was they gave me a local so they just gave like 
more like directly put a, a, a needle into me. More right? pinpricks. They just could prick at me with pins, needles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they said, well, this, this should numb you and you should be okay. And I was like, at least on the surface. <laughs> the surface will be nice and numb. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what the rest of it will be? Oh. So, yeah. So then they, uh, and my doctor was wonderful. So they start the C section. And I'm, I don't feel like intent, like I'm not feeling a scalpel literally. Right. But, um, something. but I am definitely feeling pressure. I'm definitely feeling tugging. Wow. And feeling yeah. They keep talking to you like, how are you doing? How are you doing? I was like, yeah, yeah, that's, um, I can, I'm okay. It's, um. They don't give you anything to distract you, a, something, a TV to watch or a lollipop. They give you a mad lip. Yeah, so they did do a little puppet show, so that was and fun. But it was my organs, so that was weird. Right. <laughs> I asked Jim earlier today. I was like, "Did you remember the actual birth? Like, was I? What was I like? Because I couldn't really. I, I remember like being fairly calm and and just sort of getting through it. Yeah, Jim was like, uh, I, I don't remember too much. I was getting all the epidurals on the right side of the table and being <laughs> stuck into my arm. So. <laughs> So he's like, no, you were pretty stoic about it. You know, and they kept talking to you and asking you, how, how are you doing? And you kept saying like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that, or I'm feeling this, but I'm okay. But I do remember being pretty uncomfortable. Oh God. Yeah. Then Michael came out, he was healthy. They did the whole, you know, cleaning him off the APGAR test. And, and then it's kind of a blur. I just remember being in the recovery room for a while. And then, then they eventually get you into your room. So I'm lying there and I have three sisters. So one of my sisters lives out in Seattle. And I remember her calling me and saying, congratulations, how are you doing? And, and I was feeling pretty rough at that point. And uh, this, is a, this is how much of a rule follower I am. I said, well, I'm in a fair amount of pain actually. And she said, you know, Mary, you can ask for more pain medication. And it was the first time that that occurred to me like it oh. never occurred to me oh. like I was just like oh I just get what they give me and that's fine and I was like oh ah so you had been suffering through yes yeah the good soldier and I was like oh that's a really good idea I think I'll do that or were you like ah, I'll do that on the next kid <laughs> I'll keep that in mind I don't want to put them out now but in the future I'm through the worst it's all good no, I, uh, I did. I, I beeped to the, the nurse. I said, Hey, can I get maybe a little bit more pain medication? I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable. And yeah. my doctor came and talked to me later and he was great. He was like, we were so close to putting you under, but we were so close to getting the baby out. And I didn't want to, you know, I wanted to make sure, you know, I wanted to as much as possible, have you be awake when your baby was born? He said, but you know, that's why I kept talking to you. And we were really, really close to just putting you fully under and fully under. Oof. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever they call fully under, because yeah. they don't know what an epidural is. Obviously, who knows what that <laughs> is? Fully under is just a pillow over your face for a little bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, I'm surprised I didn't just pass out. It's a larger curtain where you can't even see or hear the doctor. Yeah, that's what they mean by under. You're just under the curtain. Right. A pair of Beats headphones. You can't hear anything. <laughs> exactly. So I'm lying there really out of it. It's the first day. Like I've barely seen my baby. I keep thinking like, well, where's, where's Michael? Where's my son? And, and then Jim's mom and her second husband come in and her second husband, Don, is just, he's the nicest guy. He 
can talk to anybody. He can sell insurance to anyone. He literally can strike up a conversation with a stranger and be best friends with them in 10 minutes. Like he's, he's great at that, but he's also not terribly, like he's not really good at reading the room. <laughs> so he, he comes in, I'm lying there in a hospital bed, not looking great, not fully upright or anything. And the first thing he says, cause I have two boys. The first thing he says to me is, well, now you got to try for the girl. <laughs> did you, you leap out of the bed for his throat <laughs> i forget what i said but i i wish i had said you mean like right now it's like get, get working on it yeah yeah come here jim give me a minute but yeah so that was um that's how soup came into the world was um, did soup had a, have a head of hair when he uh, was a baby interestingly enough he had pretty straight strawberry blonde hair for a while hmm. my other son jimmy had this glorious strawberry blonde curly hair that i didn't cut for two years because it was so beautiful yeah, um yeah. and now they sort of switched jimmy has more wavy hair but michael has the really tight curly hair that came in probably when he was a year or two years old wow that was the story of his birth but he's uh. been a delight ever since Ever since, like it was, it was for sure worth all the pain. And congratulations on uh, the college graduation. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so cool. Magna cum laude and everything. Oh, really? Nice. That's fantastic. Yeah. You're, you're going to be awake for this or are you going to take an epidural? What are you going to do? <laughs> Pretty sure I'm going to take an epidural. <laughs> nice. I think I'm owed it, right? Oh, I think so. Definitely. Just make sure they, they get the whole body this time. You know? The other like, just... side. You'll be all right. Like a needle in the spine right before a graduation ceremony. Yeah. Oh my God. That's awesome. When wow. is when is graduation, Mary? It's 10 a.m. on the 26th of uh, May. Nice. Wow. That's so awesome. Very proud of him. Very cool. And now he's going to a life of being an actor. Poor thing. Mm. So what about your daughter? Tell us about her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> still in the works. I still don't she's going to be a miracle of medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mary, thanks for coming on. Thanks for telling that story. Is there anything you want to plug? Well, by the time this airs, it probably will be closed, but I just directed a show at Act Two called I Love You, You're Perfect, Now Change, which is a fun little musical. You can come see that. Other than that, I don't have anything to plug right now. Hopefully in about a year or two, I'll publish a mystery novel that you guys will all buy. Oh, hey. A novel. I would love that. Please do that. Yeah, that would be awesome. Look for that. Oh, that's great. Cool. So cool. I've read some of it and it's really good. Dance copy? What? Do you know the, who the murderer is right now? I do. Don't say it. Don't say it. I'm not. Is it Jesse? It's Dave. <laughs> oh, damn it. I should remember that, but I think I was under when it happened. Yeah. <laughs> Only half of you, though. Oh, yeah, right. Because my left side killed somebody. <laughs>